Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, people, and welcome to episode 295 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky. Hello, everybody. And... Uh, Ian Lauren. If you would like to know why these two are are giggling, uh, then you can know. It will cost you... How much is it? Is it $2 a month? $3 $2 a month? It's $2 a month. $2 a month. And you can find out why these two are laughing heartily at me. Um, because our patron listeners, they get the behind the scenes, the BTS, as they would call it, um, of, uh, of, of Film Bastards. And so that's why these two are laughing at me, which seems to be a bit of a theme. Uh, so what have we got this week, guys? We have uh, a double review show. Uh, we were actually going to do a double review show. We were just going to do us, and then we were going to do a, a normal show. Uh, and then Ian uh, messaged messaged us and said that he just watched, uh, or he was um, actually only halfway into it, I think, uh, Under yeah, Silver Lake, something like that, yeah. and was, was really enjoying it. Uh, and I actually said as well, he, he specifically said, you'll really like this thing. So do you know what? Yeah, I'd quite like to give that a go. So we decided we'll, we'll do that. Why not do it as it's on available on movie, it's in cinemas. Why don't we do that as a feature review? So we have a review of John Peel's um, latest film, Us. And we have a review of Under Silver Lake, which is directed by John David Mitchell. Is that, that right? Um, David Robert Mitchell. David Robert Mitchell. I got some of the names right. In an order. Um, and he was the director of It Follows, which I think that none of us actually uh, got on with that well. So that could be quite an interesting review. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, what I've been watching from, from each, I think, and uh, some trailers, point tangents probably. And we've got some solid questions this week. So has anything happened in movie news? The, um, the Fox and Disney takeover has happened, or the Disney Fox takeover has happened. Um, and... Uh, they've already got rid of Fox 2000, haven't they? Um, which, you know, probably unpopular opinion time. Looking at their output, they ain't exactly Fox Searchlight. Yes, well, they, yeah, that, that, that's absolutely what you'd read. I think a lot of people do actually seem to think that they... I think people get a lot of people get confused with whether or not they are Fox Searchlight. Um, because, like you say, Ian, um, there's, there's, there's not actually that much output. There's been some good films within there, but I, I don't think those films would have not been made or not been picked up had Fox 2000 not existed. I think no, they no. probably have got picked up by Fox so it's like, weirdly enough. Yeah, I mean, I, it's... Um, I, I, I feel bad for the people who have lost their jobs, obviously, that is not great, and the fact that it seems like nobody saw this coming is a little bit of a what's this a harbinger of? Mm. Um, but... I think if they were shuttering Fox Searchlight, then it would be, oh fuck. Um, but as it as it is, I do think maybe people need to calm down a little bit. Like I don't necessarily think the Disney Fox merger is the best thing in the world, but I also don't think it's been delivered from Satan. Um, and I, it, it, you know, it. it I, it just it seems like it was forty three films in sixteen years or something like that that this yeah, like subdivision it, was putting out. It, it, it's not it, it's not as prolific as you'd imagine, is it? I mean, it's you know, it's not. I mean, fuck, man, it's not even Dis 
Disney shutting like Touchstone down or something like that. You know what I mean? It's um, I'm trying to think of like an equivalent, and I'm, I'm, I, I mean, shit. Paramount had like an indie label once upon a time, Paramount Vantage, which um, put out No Country for Old Men, uh, and they shuttered that. And it, it's, I, I think it's less impactful than that even, and I don't think anyone really remembers paramount vantage anymore so yeah i it i i don't know let's let's see how it all how the land lies in six months a year that is one of those we can't you can't be up in arms and say oh disney evil you know what they're going to do all of our things when literally you're constantly celebrating look at what amazing things are happening with marvel and and star wars yeah, quite. They've taken things over and not done too bad with them. I know that they've already they've, they've kind of said you know that after Dark Phoenix, the Marvel, the X Men universe will start to be, be rebooted and refranchised, and might even come into the um, MCU. Uh, they've already said that that Deadpool is going to remain of itself and, and, and to one side, uh, and so it's a bit like see what they do. But there are a few kind of minor concerns or. But even major concerns in the sense that um, iTunes don't do four. Actually, um, Disney don't do four K on iTunes. Uh, so will Fox's library cease to exist on four K on, on on there? Uh, also, as well, um, Disney and Touchstone etc. Their own properties uh, they don't do. They don't. They currently don't allow them uh, to be screened as retro screenings. So. Um, things like every year, as, a, as an example, um, every year, dozens of, and well, hundreds of cinemas across the, the world, really, um, screen Die Hard around Christmas time. Will that be allowed to happen anymore, etc., etc., etc.? It's not been confirmed that it won't, but it would be a bit of a thing for people who've developed a tradition of going to the cinema to see things like Die Hard. And, and retro screens are something I think we spoke about a few times on here that we'd all probably like to go to more. I know I would like to go to them more. I do, it's always quite a, it's a normal thrill going to see. It's a treat, isn't it? Seeing something you've watched at home for, for donkey's years and then getting to see it on the big screen. It's a treat. Yeah, one like, of the... Stuff that's before your time kind of stuff. Like, I'd love to see Blade Runner. Yeah, well, one of my one of my best cinema experiences um, of recent oh, yeah, years was well, well, we've seen it quite a few. One of mine was going to see Goodfellas, yeah. um, and I went to see that during the day on a, a retro screening. And within within sort of the, the opening five minutes, was struck with a holy shit! This is I'm not one of these people who says that you have to see a film on the big screen to it get its true approach. What is it? But I was very much of holy shit, this is, this is something else, mm. you know, and that is an experience. We've seen, you know, numerous things, you know, with Taxi Driver and Apocalypse Now and um, yeah, Apocalypse. A, a lot of things on, on the big screen that, that obviously we were alive for, really, or, or old enough for, so, you know, hopefully they'll keep that going. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, we'll see. You know, it's... Um, I, I, I kind of believe Disney when they say that they do want to keep Fox its own thing. And I think the amount of films coming out of Fox will decrease. Um, and that kind of is what it is. Um, but I think as a label for more adult skewed offerings, then... Which, which I think is, is what they're going to pitch that Fox as. 
it would make sense to do that to, to go right here's we can, like like what they used to do with touchstone essentially mm-hmm. they can treat it a, a little bit a little bit like that you know it was a way of acquiring certain things that they wanted whilst also acquiring a, a, a huge back catalogue that they can use for the Disney Plus system that they're releasing uh, later on this year slash next year. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, there's also in news, there's an announcement being made tomorrow, I believe, by iTunes, which mm-hmm. there's theories doing the rounds that this is going to be some kind of streaming platform service. Yeah, it's um, like, yeah, it, it, basically they've made a load of original content, uh, they're going to put it out there. Not really many movies yet, but there is some scuttlebutt that they might have some kind of legacy content licensed from other providers as well. But it, yeah, I, it doesn't sit from a movie's point of view. I don't think it's going to be a particularly heavy hitter. Well, no, that's that, that's that's it. I mean, it's. I was actually commenting to to Becky. Um, I think it was earlier this this morning, it was last night, saying what's what's quite liberating about sort of these announcements uh, for, for for me anyway is. Um, I, I don't pay that much attention to them and then wait till it's all been announced, give it 10 minutes, uh, and then I WhatsApp Ian and say, Ian, what's all this about and is it worth it? And then wait for him to come through all of the jargon of it all and then he tells me uh, whether or not it's worth it or anything like that. So it's, that's why another, another reason why it's great having Ian as one of your best mates because it's he, he will go through all of that, so I don't have to. <laughs> That's it. Tomorrow, six o'clock, is when the conference is on. I'll be watching the whole fucking thing. Yeah, and, and then I will... And then you can ask me shit. Yeah, I will literally just pick up the, the bullet point notes that Ian will send me uh, throughout, and I'll go, right, okay, so I have to spend another £16 a month on this, then, do I? <laughs> it, it's like, the, 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 the scuttlebutt is that they'll have some sort of bundle deal where you can get Apple Music, you can get their enhanced news thing... And you can get their streaming content for kind of like a combined price. And it's like, I've got a price in my head where I'm interested and anything above that and I'm out. Yeah. Like if, if I, you know, if I can, if I can get the magazines, if I can get like three magazines a month, that I would like to read um, on this magazine subscription thing, get my Apple music and get some video content for £20 a month, I would do that. Well, that's it. You know, if it came out and it was, you could get that, it's, let's say, £20 a month, and you could get a family package um, on the audio bit, and you could get the video content, etc., and things like that, then it starts to become a more attractive proposition because we could, you could drop something like we have Spotify Family Pack, for instance, which is £14.99 a month. So it does change yeah. up the dynamic a bit. And, you know, it depends on what the, the, the movie um, aspect of it is. I'm not that fucking fussed about TV shit, to be honest, but... No. You know... It depends. I mean, obviously, it depends what's included. If, if music is rolled up into that, obviously, you can offset Spotify against it, like you say. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll find out. And we are going to... We are going to, at some point, within the very near future, like in the next couple of weeks, we are going to do a Patreon-only show. Um, £2, $2 a month, uh, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll discuss. It'll be a, a, a feature length, so it'll be about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, actually, that's been 72 minutes, I think, for feature length. Um, you know I was just about to say, do you really reckon we can chat shit about this? For, for 72 minutes? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Um, where we're going to delve into how we feel streaming is at the moment, where it's going, etc., and kind of have a holistic look at it. I do feel, though, just back to the iTunes thing um, for a second. Yes. 
I feel a certain element of loyalty to Spotify. Well, I think I've, I've had a Spotify subscription for. Well, like, we, we've had a Spotify we've had a Spotify account since the beta, yeah. so um, yeah. But um, if it, yeah, fuck it. If if we can get oh. video and shit like that cheaper, then why the fuck not? I don't know what we right because like I, I did consider replacing with the Apple Music subscription, yeah. um, but then it's like, well, am I just playing into Beyonce and Jay Z's hands? That's title. Oh, it's title. Yeah. No one wants title. No one wants title. No one. So what's the benefit of Apple Music? It's basically just iTunes, all the iTunes stuff. But so Spotify. Yeah. But it's on iTunes. Stupid. Cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, trailers. What have we had this week, guys? Hmm. What have we had? We well, we've got a big one, haven't we? What Dora oh. and the Lost City of Gold. Well, yes, so we'll, we'll get to that one last. Um, like, seriously, I watched that trailer. We didn't. We didn't, so do you want to do that one? Well, fucking, I'm going to have to take lots to see it, I think. Um, it's like, there's a Dora the Explorer film, and it's live action, and she's a teenager. It just seems a bit wrong. Does, is Dora the Explorer still a thing? That's just a genuine question. Is Dora the Explorer I, still I, a thing? Lord, Lord knows. I mean, like Lottie's kind of watched it from from time to time. But, I mean, it's directed by yes. James Bobin, who did the Muppet films, uh, or at least the first one. Um, and he did the Alice Through the Looking Glass thing, which was actually a lot better than Alice in Wonderland. Well, the thing but, is, ugh. It's, I know when, when Isabel was um, sort of like, Three, four years old. Dory Explorer was was huge. Yeah, um, she never really liked Dora. She liked Gordia Gorgor. Yeah, she did like Gordia Gorgor. Uh, but Dora's cousin. Why not? Yeah, they're all. Yeah, right. it's his cousin. Her cousin. Yeah. Um. So, but it is it is one of those things that is absolutely huge in in America. Mm. So, for instance, like something like the Diablo Olympian, for instance. Yeah, you know that didn't play out that well globally, but in America it did fucking banner numbers. Incidentally, it was a Fox Two Thousand picture as well. Um, Isabel really loved the books. She really loved the books, yeah, um, and I really liked the movies. Um, but yes, I think it's one like that. It'll do shillers in America, and everywhere yeah. else it won't do that well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's, it's odd. They made as a cartoon. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, we're a bit removed from it having a yep. nearly 15-year-old, aren't we? Yeah, it's shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's great not having a, a young child because we've only got a few years left. Also, we don't have to watch Nickelodeon anymore. Yes. Uh, new John Wick? I mean, yes. old, obviously. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty much at the point of where I don't need to see him on a trailer. I don't need to see him on a post and stuff like that. I just want to see the film now. Yeah. You know, you, you, you don't have to sell it to me. Because I'm already, I'm already sold. Just show me the goddamn movie now. I mean, to be fair, I didn't need to see the trailer at all. No, I'm it. fine. I'm sold off the last two. Yeah, well, I'm sold off the... There's, there's the yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm sold off I'm Keanu, sold Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves in. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Boom. Oh, yeah. Done. We were talking about some random film earlier, weren't we? And, and you're like, you've seen it, you've seen it. I was like, you're going to have to remind me. Oh, it's directed by Blair and it's got Keanu Reeves in it. I was like, yep, fine. Was it Street Kings? Street Kings, that was yeah. it, yeah. Um... Yeah, 
Of course, we're also in news, so to segue again slightly back into our first show, uh, they've announced that uh, Bill and Ted 3 is getting made this summer and will be out next summer. Yeah, that's exciting. That is exciting. Um, what else have we got trailer wise? Becky, you just watched one earlier. Is that same expensive? We, well, we both watched it. I kind of watched it. I went upstairs to get my iPad at one point. Uh, Ma, have you watched that one, Ian? Oh, uh, the, um, the, the the one with Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, go on then. I'm, I mean, I'm very up for watching Octavia Spencer be a fucking mental. I'm happy for that. Yeah. Try, try to be down with the kids and then just, just fucking them all off. I'm, yeah. I'm alright with that. I'll watch that. Yeah, that looks like, it looks like Octavia Spencer was just sat there and gone gone through all the scripts that she's gone and gone all the same all the same all the same what is this oh yes or like she's spoken to someone and gone I always get like sent scripts for like really nicey nicey characters I want to play a dick yeah why am I always the friend or the maid which that's not what is it but that is what she usually is Um, and so now she's got a I get to be the the dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm fine with that. Yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, why not? It look, it just looks like it's going to be fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Too fair at the moment. I'll give anything a chance that's got the Bloomhouse thing in front of it. Yeah. They they really are. They've got a good hit rate. Uh, well, they, one, they really I, fucking I, do. You are. They really do. They really do. Well, no, 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 that I haven't watched. I don't know if you've watched Bex, uh, but I would assume Ian has watched uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, God, no. Have you watched Fuck, Fucking, yeah. I... Is it, is it, is it just Toy Story 4? It looks, it looks like it should be on that fucking Disney Plus. Ooh. Like, I just, I don't know why they're doing it. Like, I, I I don't... This film, judging by this trailer... I mean, obviously, a trailer is just a trailer. But it doesn't feel like there's a particular need for this. I mean, basically, Bonnie makes a toy called Sporky. And because he's not naturally a toy, he can't fit in. And he's bothered by the fact that he's supposed to be a toy. Which then brings up questions about, like, well, what, so do all kitchen utensils know their kitchen utensils and all they want to do is, like, make sure that they fit their purpose? I mean, it just, like, that's opening up things. I mean, toys kind of make sense. Yeah. I don't think I need that kind of existential question in my life about kitchen utensils, to be honest. Does it just seem like it's like, do you know what? You had... had not for me, but but for the wider scope of audiences, uh, you had a perfect trilogy of films. You've now taken it too far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it does. Um, I also it seems to be saying that Bo Peep might be the bad guy in this one, which is odd. Um, and I mean, I'm, I think it's interesting that it doesn't look like it's going to be Woody and Buzz's film. It very much looks like it's this it, it's an ensemble piece which which I appreciate but I just it I mean I, the thing is L- Lottie's like really really up for it she hasn't seen this trailer yet but the initial teaser trailer she was very excited when she saw that 
Um, and she keeps on asking when it's coming out, which is great. And, like, bless her. And, mm-hmm. of course, I'll go and see it with her. But it just... Toy Story 3, the ending of that film is one of the best endings to a franchise you will ever, 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 ever get. And now there's a fourth one. No, it's the bit where it's the bit where Andy starts grooming that little girl. I, I choose to believe that it ends and they all die in the incinerator. I but to. I mean, like, just the <laughs> fact that they 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 leave that hanging just a bit longer than you think they're going to before they get saved. Like, there's 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 just like they they they're all holding hands together. Woody and Buzz are look look at each other like they know what's going to happen. And they kind of just accept it. And then the aliens come and save the day. And I just, I think that's wonderfully ballsy for that film to do that. But then the ending, where it's Andy playing with the toys one last time and then driving off and it's just a shot of all the toys kind of like watching and smiling as they see him go. It's lovely. I, you know, you you cynical fucks can fuck off, but it's... Does it make me a terrible person that I'm really disappointed they didn't all burn? Well, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Okay. Yeah, you're both terrible. That would have been amazing. It would have been better. It would have been a more existential message for you know for the masses. Like this is what happens when you reject the toys; they all fucking burn. Yeah, they won't come back a third time. <laughs> Four. Third, everybody. That was in three. Yeah. Oh. So they won't come back that time. Uh, third time. Okay. Count. I just. And my problem with Pixar, apart from the fact that they're supposed to be animated movies and they're not, they're computer-generated shite. Which is a farm animation. Not really. Um, is that they, they make a film and it's successful and they go, oh, fuck, let's, let's rape this corpse for as much as we can fucking get out of it and just do sequel after sequel after pointless fucking sequel. Toy Story is a good film, but it, it has, in and, in and of itself, been ruined by the fact that it's had... 300,000 fucking sequels and shorts and spin-offs and all this bullshit off of it. It's a good film. Just leave it alone. They should have left it alone this time, yeah. I could see what they could making a second. Two, I didn't need, but it was alright. Three, absolutely didn't need. Four, definitely don't fucking need. Agree. You yeah. know, it's just it's just too much. They take it too far. Yeah. But, but it makes an awful lot of money. And what's that one with the cars? Cars. Oh, is it cars? <laughs> just cars. I've not seen any of them, but there's, there's been so many sequels off of that. And it's like... <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I didn't know it was just called Cars. That's another one of the... I think it was called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down <laughs> Moments from Becky. That's a very interesting thing. But, like... They just... They cheapen their, their products by... This is cheapening the brand a yeah. little bit, yes. Um, yeah. Fair enough on that one. Um, I want to shut up about Pixar. Yeah, you, maybe you should. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it should be your, you're not allowed to talk about Pixar anymore. Okay, what are you not allowed to talk about? I'm not allowed to talk about Carol, Carol. and neither am I allowed to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody anymore. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, so, um, the big one. Uh, if, uh, have we got any more trailers? Okay. I don't got, I haven't got any more. You got any more, Ian? Uh, no, no, apart from the big one. Cool. So the big one, um, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, launched with a trailer um, and it it looks like an awful lot of fun. 
Well, there was a lot of stills dropped, weren't there, in, in the run-up to the trailer being released, and, and people like the excitement was building. Yeah. And the trailer dropped, and it just, it, it just looks like an awful lot, like you said, like a lot of fun. Yeah. Really good. And I think a lot of people are, are kind of missing the point. Yeah, um, a lot of people are, are, are missing the point. You know, there was a whole um, swath of people saying, oh, you know, I love the way this is about the Sharon Tate murder, but uh, it, they've managed to make it focus about two men. It's like, it's not about... Oh, are, pe- are people <laughs> saying that? I've missed yeah. that. And it's a bit like, uh. it's not about the Sharon Tate murder. It, 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 it just Qu- Quentin Tarantino time. has specifically said it's happening around that time, but it is not a story about the Sharon Tate murder or the Charles Manson murders or anything like that. It's just happening around Hollywood at the time and how society was influenced by that and this actor and his stunt double and how everything kind of seemed to flit around them. So you have fictional characters and you have real people, yeah. but as would Tarantino would always do, they aren't, they're based around the idea of that person rather than actually that person. So this isn't a retelling of anything, it's taking a point in time and then showing Inglorious Bastard style. Mm. Uh, what if idea, yeah. uh, which I am I am very up for. And there's a whole different uh, using of different film stocks and different formats. And we're going to see an awful lot of uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio having fun with each other. Um, Brad Pitt's in full and glorious Buffers mode as well. And he's in full Robert Redford mode, <laughs> it looking handsome as fuck. And the the glorious line in it of the Bruce Lee character, uh, well Bruce Lee, uh, turning around and saying, "My hands are registered weapons. I kill you. I go to prison." And Brad Pitt's going to say, "Anybody does that, <laughs> they go to prison." It's called manslaughter. <laughs> Is a wonderfully Tarantino-y quip. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely sold. Um, if, if you want to sell that, just sell it on a gif of um, DiCaprio doing that dance. Why are you afraid of the whole like, lip biting thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang up for it. Uh, right, that's trailers. Should we get into our first review, guys? Let's do it. Let's do this. Right. What are we doing first? So our first review is going to be of Jordan Peele's sophomore effort, Us. You know how sometimes things line up? Yeah. You know, like coincidences. Since we've been here, they've been happening more and more. I think, I feel like it means like she's getting closer. Who? The mirror girl? You don't believe me. I, 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 I do. I do. I'm, I'm processing. Okay? I just... Can't believe you kept all this inside for so long. You know I'm here, right? So I'm just going to grab my iPad so I can actually get everybody's names right. Could somebody else please pronounce Lupita Blah? Lupita Nyong'o, is it? Yeah. Fuck, thank Christ, because I thought I was going to brutalise that. 
I think it is, isn't it, Ian? Lu- Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. Nyong'o, yeah, cool. Yeah. Right, good. I don't want to brutalise it then. Right, then. Usually I do, and then people laugh. Yeah. You do, yeah. Um, so yes, stars. Uh, well, written and directed by John Peel. Stars with Peter Younger, uh, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, uh, Tim Heidecker, and is well, right. I'm gonna try and not give away too much of the plot. But guys, remember we are all spoilers all of the time. Um, if you haven't watched it, switch off now. Well, not switch off, just fast forward a little bit. Um, well, no, switch off. Go watch it, then listen. I'll just fast forward. <laughs> <All right. laughs> In 1986, um, around the time of the uh, Lost Boys being shot, um, a little girl is uh, in Santa Cruz, um, and she is—it's her birthday, and she's with her dad doing bits, and then she goes off a wandering, and ends up in a hall of mirrors, and sees a other version well, of herself. You don't actually see what she sees at the start. No, you don't. We yeah. kind of do, but you don't. Mm. Um, and then we fast forward to. 25 years later, what do you mean? 30 years later? 33 years later. 32 years later. 300,000 years later. Present day. <laughs> you just that? Yes, I am. Present day. Um, <laughs> which could be in any time. Well, hang on, what, what, what year was Lost Boys filmed? 1986. Right, what year is it now? 2019. How many years later is that? 33. There we go then. But if it's next year, it's 34, so it's present day. <laughs> So it fast forwards to present day, which will be 33 years down the line. Um, And the same girl is now uh, travelling with her family. You're still laughing at me, aren't you? Travelling with her family um, to to their lakeside retreat. Um, I think it's best we have parents all the time. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, logic would dictate it. Like, you should live there with a the parents, the kid, and now they That seems like a holly home rather than a, 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 a static home that you could live in 12 months a year. That's Well, would have been a great disagree on this one. Okay. Um, and then uh, they go to the beach, bits happen, and it ends up with a family at their door later on that night and the family is them and we'll get more into the plot as we go along Ian what did you think of us so um yeah I mean I I tried to not listen to the hype too much going into it um trailer I I think the marketing's been spot on the the poster's fucking fantastic as well like that poster is great um and uh yeah I really yeah it's really fucking good. It's a proper horror film. It do, it feel it does have shit to say, but I think it does it in a less this is what the film is about way than Get Out does. Mm. Um, even though I will say I rewatched Get Out again this week, third third watch of it, and I'm more and more impressed in, uh, uh, about of uh, that film. The more I watch it, um, yeah, what, what I will agree with you on there is we, we've watched it three times now, um, and every time I it watch it, 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 it does yeah. improve on rewatch in the sense that I think you you just start to absorb the ideas of it more, um, and, and you, you do it, it does seem to grow on on rewatch. And it, it just like the screenplay is really really fucking clever. 
Yeah, like yeah, the, absolutely. Like the the way that it all it all makes sense in that world, and it all ev- everything clicks. Um, and and us everything didn't click for me at first because I mean, like Mark and I had a WhatsApp conversation after I got out of it. Um, but the more I read up on it. And like other people's takes and analysis, and did you notice this? Did you notice that? The more I'm convinced that it's one of the best horror films of recent years, and again what, shows. Like, sorry. What kind of thing? That like. Oh, but about that, that, that I've kind of read up on. Okay, so yeah. like, so obviously all spoilers all the time. So, yeah. watching the film early on. Lupita Nyong'o is teaching her kid, uh, like, how to cl- click to the rhythm of I Got Five on it. Mm. And when I'm watching it, I'm thinking... That was that, that it, That's not right. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, am I... Maybe I'm just wrong there. May, may, like, maybe I... Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my ears. And then I was reading a piece saying it's an early hint as to her character that... She's out. That she is out of sync. That she, yeah, she is, uh, yeah. And I think that's just such a wonderful idea. Where in the moment I just brushed it off as being, uh, you know, that that's that's just on me. And then it turns out it was absolutely on purpose. Um, just it's very clever. I also, it's incredibly tense. For a very large portion of its runtime, while also being very funny in moments yeah. as well, um, I I commented this to Mark that you know because we went at what was it three forty on Friday afternoon yeah um, daytime showing and everyone was incredibly everyone was chatting and shit through the trailers through the adverts everything and you, you kind of get that feeling like oh shit is this going to be a bad cinema crowd to be in with for a film like this but everyone was impeccably behaved like there wasn't a peep out of anybody throughout the whole film and it's because it is absolutely it's like edgy seat tense throughout the whole thing yeah the atmosphere of it is really really well developed it is i I, just like from the beginning the the the, I, the the idea of like the kid being lost and then the hall of mirrors and then seeing herself and then the whole kind of the opening credits just against the, the shot of the rabbits and it's like what the fuck's that about and you, like you know shit's going to happen and even daytime in the beach it's tense and then the way it just kind of like when the kid says there's a family in our driveway it kind of feels like that's quite sudden like I, I can't remember what was happening um, immediately prior to it, but it just kind of seems to click to there's a family standing in our driveway, and then from there on, it, it it's just like other level fucking hell. And it, Luke, it, 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 there's no it goes from being there's a family in our driveway to them being in the house really quick. I thought there'd be a, a longer point to the family being fully introduced, and this is them. This is versions of them. I, I thought it would take longer to get from that moment to that moment, and mm. it doesn't. It, it, it goes quick, and, I, and at that moment, I thought, "Oh, okay, we've got like two thirds of the movie." Well, two. Um, There's the trailer uh, covered. Yeah. The, yeah. Wow. 
there's going to be a lot here, and this can't well, all I mean, be in the house. To be fair, like, to be fair to it, you're going to notice that these people look exactly like you very quickly, aren't you? And in the in the trailer, it makes out like he goes out and he confronts them, and then there's the if you want to get crazy, we can get crazy iconic fucking line from. Winston Duke is his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he comes back and then he's like, call the police, and, and and that's a bit more. It's a bit more logical in the movie than it is in the trailer. Like, you kind of think, well, that escalates quickly. But obviously, there's more time to do that in the trailer. But in uh, in the film, but in the trailer, it looks like it just kind of goes from there. But yeah, I mean, they just obviously they've been planning this for a number of years. They're just fucking getting on with it, aren't they? Yeah. But I mean, like the. I mean, and when it kicks in, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o is fucking incredible. Like, she is fucking incredible in this film. Um, what she's doing with her voice and the way she moves, it's so fucking otherworldly. Um, it, knowing what you know later on, mm. it's so clever, the subtlety of the voice thing. Oh, my God, it, yeah. I, and I, I said this to you afterwards, didn't I? It's... It's a performance in two halves. Is yeah. Lupita's. It's uh, you've got her performance as Red, yeah, and her performance as God, I can't Adelaide. actually even remember what the character's name is. Um, Adelaide. Adelaide, that's it. Yeah, uh, she's she's great as Red. I think at points as Adelaide, it's a touch over the top. But Ooh. then again, reading into what it is afterwards, then she is that. She is that person. Yes. So, I think at, at points it kind of feels like when you don't know what the twist is going to be at the end, it's like you kind of feel like, oh, they've tried, kind of tried to say, oh, you're in a heightened emotional state right now. So, show the fact that these people aren't like this because they're terrible they're a product of their environment and when you're under high stress you are very similar to them and do this whole voice but like her voice wouldn't necessarily go like that because she was what? stressed what mean? so like when when she's um oh it's a point earlier on that she does it and then there's the point where she strangles herself yeah where her voice goes exactly like her other self well, the voice of the South is like that because. Well, that's that's she has what I mean. Because she has a larynx crushed. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like she she does it and she starts doing like the snarling thing that. Yeah, she she reverts. So, and it's yeah. and it's a little bit like well. It's it, it, like like Ian it says, like it's a much as a performance, but then when you kind of take into account that that is who she is. Yeah, there's there's a lot of levels to it. Yeah, it is, it is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've I've talked for long enough. I mean, what do you guys think? That's what you think. I, mean, I I I thought it was magnificent. I was I was really really looking forward to it. Um, in the run up to it, and, and you get that kind of you get that kind of um, anxiety, don't you? That going into a film that you're really looking forward to, is it actually going to live up to it? Am I going to have hyped it so much mentally that it's actually going to let me down? Um, but I mean, it, it really doesn't, and it's. It makes you think on like so many different levels. Like you can kind of watch it at face value, and it's just this kind of creepy horror movie. And but then with all the other stuff that's going on, and the you know there is that that whole kind of product of the environment element 
to it would these doubles have just been kind of not the tethered yeah um just have been relatively normal if they'd been raised in a normal environment the whole kind of soul splitting between two bodies thing is is interesting and obviously as you go through it there's more more beats from the start of the film that you kind of go oh i get it like with the rabbits or i had to eat raw rabbit and it's because it was the experiment rabbits that are just down there and i just i it's a film that unwraps really well as you're watching it yeah it it is one that that certainly i think that did that that the more you actually sit on it, the, the, the better it, it, it mm. kind of gets. Um, I mean, I, I'm the, the, the same. I think it's it, it's a proper horror film. For start. Really gripping as well. Um, in the sense that it, it's it's an outright horror. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and but like Ian says, um, it, it, it manages to maintain being tense with also being quite funny <laughs> and quite realistic I suppose yeah, it's not uncomfortably tense it's not like you sat there just frightened the whole time like you're on your on on, on edge the whole time but you, 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 there's bits where you have fun as well and I feel like that's more realistic than yeah like if you're in a tense situation yeah you're gonna be tense but you're also gonna make the same stupid quips that you make in real life yeah exactly exactly um but, but yeah I, I, I was I think it's. I think it has it has a, a bit, the, the the bit that joins the, the middle and the last third. Mm. I think the bit that, that joins those together, didn't quite work for me, but the journey in the car and then the, the, it's a real minor. Um, quibble. Quibble, yeah, mm. certainly. I, but I do think overall it, it's, it's a very very strong piece of work, and it's not just a. It's a really well-made film. There's, there's bits that when you kind of look at it in too much depth that you kind of go, well, hang on a second. Like, obviously, the the doubling of the movements between mostly the boys, but obviously it, it, it is between Lupita Nyong'o's characters as well because when she's dancing up top, she's dancing down below. So the, the, the mirroring of the movements... Yeah. Well, why does that not happen all the time? That's it. But the, the other bit as well is I, I would like a little bit more. I could have done with another 20-minute world building yeah. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, how yeah. The, the Beneath World yeah. matches and, and how, how that works. Well, that so no came out, didn't we? It's yeah. Like it, 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 the yeah. it doesn't unravel. It just plonks itself in your lap. Yeah, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I, I, I was just going to say to that, like, I, I agree, um, and I think, like, the thing is, if I didn't like the film, I'd probably be more bothered about it, but for me, I'm just kind of like, it's just like a nightmare dream logic. It's like, yeah. if this was a nightmare, yeah. it would make sense. Like, if, if you were stuck in this nightmare world, where there's, like, a copy of you underground just copying everything... Like, it would make sense in that. And f- for me, I think this film is... I mean, for as funny as it is at times, I think it is like a waking nightmare. Mm. Like, it, it gets to some really fucking primal fear shit about being controlled by others and, like, yourself, like, coming to do you damage. Um, So, 
I read it I and explain it away like that myself. But like <laughs> I say, if I if I didn't like it, I'd be I'd be all over that. Yeah, well, that's... that's it. Yeah, like if if you're being completely forgiving about it because you like the film, then you can you can do that. It's like oh well, when they're down on the lower levels, then they're mirroring their movements. But when they're up on the higher levels, then they're not because they're untethered because they're on the same plane. I mean, kind of thing and they can only kind of mirror if they're in eye contact that's kind of how I got around it because the only mirroring movements was between those two boys and it was when they were in the closet facing each other and then it was when they were at the bit where he burns himself by walking backwards and they were facing each other so that's kind of how I logicized it that's a tame way to say it he doesn't just burn himself well he He literally I mean, that's the thing, man. The fact that's like kind of like slow motion, just watching that kid fucking back into those flames. That is a fucking. That is a hell of a shot. It is, and, yeah, and, and, and the weird yeah. thing is, it, it's one of the most striking visual shots in the movie. Yeah. In for me, anyway, one of the only bits of the movie where I was there going, "Yeah, I could do that." I want you to hurry up a little bit now. You're slowing oh, down. Really? That's funny. Uh, um, and so there is that in a sense. I'm going. This looks fantastic. Hurry up! <laughs> and it, it, that weirdness for for that. Um, God, sorry. Sorry, I just like because otherwise I'm going to forget. Massive, massive shout out to the moment where they're in Elizabeth Moss's house and the the do- like one of the daughter like do- daughter doppelgangers does like a cartwheel and then. Lupita Nyong'o's daughter just fucking smacks her and she just falls straight <laughs> off that fucking platform. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, the, the, the dog uh, character very quickly becomes a badass really fucking quick. A great moment in it, actually, is before they go to that house where they're comparing who's killed the most. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and the dad's like, out. I've killed two. Just point it out there. Two. No, doesn't he say he's killed three? Because he's killed... No, he says he's killed two, and the little girl says... No, it's after they come out of the house. The little girl says she's killed two as well. She's got the highest body count. And then the young girl goes, goes, no, because she wasn't dead. I've just killed her. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Winston Duke go, I've actually killed three, I've killed blah and blah, and myself? Maybe. He's really good in it, actually. He's very good in it. He's fucking cracking. Yeah. I like the fact that he literally gets fucking fucked up... Before they even get announced. Yeah, that kind of annoyed me to be honest. I was like, you fucking stop limping. You've just been hitting the leg with a baseball bat. Grow some fucking balls. I don't know. I'm getting smacked in the leg with a baseball bat. Wasn't it like a metal baseball bat? That must have fucking hurt. Yeah. Aluminium baseball bat. Those suckers hurt. You know, he's a, he's a thick set man though, isn't he? You should be able to fucking take it. Yeah, but he's clearly missed a lot of leg there. He has missed a lot of leg there. Yeah, that's what it is. Another advertisement that you shouldn't skip leg there. You don't skip leg nope. there. There you go. Oh, that's another message that us gives us. <laughs> and, and, and the, 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 I mean, the, the flare gun moment is fucking amazing. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. Uh, I mean, what Tim Heidecker is doing when he's the doppelganger. Because like, I thought it was really weird that Tim Heidecker was in this film. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when you get him as the doppelganger. And, like, the physical comedy where he's, like, like kind of, like, putting his arms to his waist and kind of, like, observing yeah. and go, and just kind of, like, going, nah, nah, or whatever the fucking noise is. He's making a weird quizzical face, like, almost like a yeah. playful face 
throughout the entire thing. Do you know, he reminded me of someone throughout that bit where he was the doppelganger, and I couldn't at the time think of who he was. And I realised afterwards, it's um, you know, in Old Thomas, the guy with the funny wig. No, I can't remember it's one of you, but I haven't seen it many times. You. Well, the bad guy. Okay, him. Anyway, just the the weird kind of zombie esque kind of quirky bits, but like still like he's more kind of human than the other like than Winston Duke's doppelganger. He's got more he's got more personality. Human characteristics, yeah. He's more yeah. playful. <laughs> he's more playful. Yeah. So he's still killing people. But they seem like a more playful family. I do I do like the fact that they literally just come in that family and literally just but there's no there's no dicking about it's just stab 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 stab. Yeah. No, let's won. sit down, let's talk to them, let's toy them a little bit. Stab 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 stab. Yeah. It's strong. It's really strong. It is really strong. It, 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 I, I think it will improve on rewatch as well. I think there's bits that potentially you're going to miss on a first watch, especially in the cinema where you can't kind of can't ruminate on things in the same way in the cinema as you can on a home watch. No, I'd certainly not. I mean, it's a. I, I love the, the the fucking the hands across America thing is never actually explained within it, but it is there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also love that there, there are there are apparently several drops. I'll say this to you, one of X. There are several nods to Corey Feldman in the movie because Jordan <laughs> Peele's a really big Corey Feldman fan. Someone's got to be. Yeah, yeah what? Someone's <laughs> got to be. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so there are there are numerous Corey Feldman references in the movie, uh, which I think is just great. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're glad you think it's great, Mark. Yeah. Well done. Have a biscuit. I will. Um, so I'll, I'll take your biscuits if you want. I'm all right for now. All right. Uh, we're, we're, all, we're on air. So, okay. uh, so, That'd be weird, right? Yeah, we're crunchy. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing we're all three definitely not shit on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely cool. I'll wait for it again. Uh, our audience, Paul, um, definitely not shit, 71%. Touching cloth, 5%. Shit, 19%. Wow. And Geostorm, 5%. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought on that. It's quite interesting, that. Um, I need a wee. Cool. Sorry. Really badly. Sorry. That's no problem. Um, well, actually, if we're going under the sub alert, we'll go into some of what we've been watching. I've really been watching very much, though. Uh, well, are, you just, are you guys just going to keep going, are you? Yes, yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, I'll be back. Um, what you, we've we've watched uh, we've watched a couple of haven't we? Uh, you can come to we do you do do, do do Star Trek first, and then and then we'll do the other one because it was one that we mentioned on the show the other week. Uh, not the ones we mentioned we watched, but one we did mention on the show the other week. <laughs> uh, so we rewatched um, Star Trek Beyond uh, this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, um, go on. go on. There you go. I'll go. Uh, so. We reviewed this on the, the, the show, um, pre-Becky, uh, and me and Ian were um, were actually quite fond of it, to be honest. It felt, I think we commented on it and we said that it felt like a, essentially like a long Star Trek episode. Well, it feels a lot more fun, I think, than the previous two yeah, rebooted the, movies. The, there seems to be less at stake, it seems to be small stakes 
it's all set around more of a, a singular location, and it feels like a long episode of a TV show, like a, like a feature film of a TV show, yeah, it does, yeah. rather than a a feature film. So. So yeah, I I mean I I haven't seen this before, um, so I've, I've watched um the previous two movies in the reboot, but not watched this one, and it was quite a nice kind of change of pace, really, um, yeah. from from those two. It's it's like you say, it's a lot more breezy. Well, that's that, that's certainly that's what I found, and I think I enjoyed that a lot more the first time of, of watching it, but this time it. It didn't grip me as much, is what I would say. Mm. It didn't quite, it didn't quite get me as much as it did on first watch. Um, I found, I found it to lag a little bit. Mainly, I found that the accents irritated me more. <laughs> right. Um, that started to bother me a little bit more, whereas previously it, it hadn't as such. But I still do think it is a fun watch. But what I would definitely say is, we don't need any more of these Star Trek. Reboots. I, I, I don't watch the TV show or anything like that. I've never watched it. Not through a dislike of it. Well, STD's uh, taking it forward. Yes. Well, and and don't we all love STDs? Uh, so the I've never watched Star Trek, the TV show um, for the simple fact is that there's there's so much of it that I find it hard to know where to drop in. I think you can. I think you can kind of. The, the, the series are all kind of standalone. Um, obviously, given the fact that Picard's coming back, Next Generation will be a logical place to to drop in if you want to drop in and then follow the new ones but, when but, they come out. But I kind of feel like I don't want to do that. Well, that's fine. I mean, Next Generation's great. That, 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 that's fine. Again, it, it's not a an anything against Star Wars. Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything against Star Trek. It's not a that. It's just it, it's something that I don't think I need in my life. <laughs> is what I would say. It's right. another thing that I that, that I need to watch. That I, I don't want to start watching it because it might trigger something and I might end up going down the rabbit hole. I might go down a rabbit hole. I don't think you would. So I, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go. Well, I don't need to go over there right now, do I? And just keep going. I might go there at some point, but for now I won't. But Star Trek Beyond is is still a, a fun little watch. Mm. Uh, it is. Um, my my favourite Trek movie still remains the one about the Borg cubes, though. Which one's that? Um, is it just called Star Trek the Borg Cube? No. Which one is it then? Oh. Well, it can't be that fucking good. Let me Google the shit out of it. Uh, I, st- I still think it's Wrath of Khan, but. Uh. <laughs> No, I've not seen that actually. Wrath of Khan? Mm-hmm. How have you not seen Wrath wow, of Khan? Wow, you've not seen Wrath of Khan? No. Wow. Well, add that to the fucking list. <laughs> First Contact. First Contact? Yeah. First Contact's a great fucking movie. First, we, we watched a few of them quite recently, didn't we, yeah, last we did, year? Yeah. At some point we watched First uh, Contact was one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I love First Contact, and I love Picard as Captain, which is why I can watch TNG quite happily. And the thing is, you can kind of. You can drop in on episodes as well. Cool. What else do you watch this week? Valentine. Well, I don't want to ask that as a question. You know, we watched it. No, I know, but it, we, we, that's it. That's it. We, we, yeah. we can talk about it. Um, so, after the, obviously, the conversation last week about David Boreanaz, 
Uh, we watched Valentine, the slasher movie. Um, oh, you watched Valentine, you sons of bitches. Okay. <laughs> um, really weird seeing Denise Richards and stuff. <laughs> Which... Well, go on. I commented to you on this, didn't I, Bex? That Denise Richards in this film isn't playing a person, is she? She's playing a early two thousands hot chick. She's playing a, a she's playing a human representation of what people think Denise Richards is, mm. rather than an actual person. Mm. It is ridiculous. It is a very strange performance. I'm not gonna lie. It, yeah, it, it, it is. It's it, it almost like after every during every scene, everyone was looking at her, going, "What? Mm. Are, you, are you in a whole different movie to us?" The bit where the uh, detective guy hits on her. Yeah, that's, it, that's really uncomfortable. It is, but it, it doesn't belong in the movie. No, no. It's so weird. It is a strange movie, but. It's an early 2000s horror movie, so it's perfectly enjoyable. It's perfectly enjoyable. They are a gang of bitches, though. They are a gang of bitches, yeah. And so it's hard to feel sorry for them. Mm. It, it literally is like, hey, look at all these unpleasant people. They're about to be murdered. You don't want this to happen, do you? Now I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it die. I'm fine with it. did she die in a hot tub? Denise Richards gets lots of a hot tub. Right. Now, there's a bit of this that I don't quite get. Right, the um, the rich used to be chubby chick um, has got the con Dorothy. man Dorothy. Yes, has got the con man guy who would decide to think might be the murderer mm. living at her house, and he says, "Oh, I'm going to get this rigged up for the party," and he's rigged up a hot tub, and it's like, hang on a minute, you haven't built all of that. There's no way you've built all that in that amount of time. That was already there. So essentially, what you've turned something on, and everyone should think that you're great about it. <laughs> well, I mean, they are—they are rich. Like doing anything, even switching on the plug, is is, is He's not audible. He's not. Um, so yeah, there's there's yeah, but yeah, she does get killed in a hot tub, and you kind of go, well, you kind of deserve that. It's a lot of people getting what they deserve. Honestly, as a way to go dying in a hot tub, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be quite happy with that. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of feels like you two are going to go in some sort of hot tub misadventure. To be fair, so <laughs> I'd, I'd be fine with just falling asleep watching Hot Tub Time Machine in a hot tub whilst having a bit of a buzz on. <laughs> well, when you're ninety and you're on your own, oh, I don't want to go to ninety. I don't want to go to ninety like that. <laughs> Um, I'm not letting you die at 60 like you want to. Suck. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep you plugged in. Yeah, but it is. I know this all came from Ian suggesting that that he'd quite like to sort of rewatch a few of those um, sort of early noughties horror movies, and so we decided to to watch Valentine, and it was it, it's a perfectly enjoyable watch to be honest. It's it's exactly what you expect from from that level that that time period in, in horror movies um so it was it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> what have you been watching this week Ian? nice oh. fair play uh so i watched uh what the fuck did i watch sorry i thought there was going to be more um just like patricia arquette the end of boyhood um <laughs> 
How the fuck can I not? Oh right, yeah, okay. So um, I yeah rewatched Jumanji, the original Jumanji. Um, first time watch for uh, Lottie, and um, yeah, I I enjoy Jumanji. It's um, it, it, it it's just it's a lot of silly fun. It's a very nineties. They don't make it them like this anymore. Kids film. Um, it's got a good level of threat and menace to it. It's funny, like Lottie was fucking loving the monkeys stealing the cop car and the monkeys on the cop motorbike and stuff. Fucking loving it. She was living her best life watching that last night. Um, what I will say, um, so it's in 4K on in iTunes with Dolby Atmos as well, which is uh, which, which was quite a treat actually. Um, but 4K resolution. With these, with those monkeys being that level of CG, it's not a good combination. The CG monkeys in Jumanji are fucking abominations. Like, what they do is funny, but how they look is fucking horrific. And it's weird, because the rest of the CG doesn't look that bad. And there's practical effects as well, but these monkeys... Nah. They're fucking nightmares. They're like a fucking five-year-old trying to draw a monkey. <laughs> um, so, uh, rewatched the David Gordon Green Halloween, uh, which I, I, I liked it more on a, on a second go-around, to be honest. Um, nice. Yeah, no, it, uh, I I appreciate how... even The first film was not really, but I appreciate how nasty this film is. Um you know, it, it's a rare horror film these days that earns an 18 certificate. I think this earns an 18 certificate. It's fucking gnarly um, and grisly. And yeah, I, I just... it, it, it uh, the, the, the kills are rough. Uh, it's funny, that fucking kid saying... that Like calling that guy Dave repeatedly is gold. Um... I think the, the 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 reveal with the doctor it is something from a far more hammy film. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought that was a real misstep, um, but I like the ending as well. I, I like the combination of three generations of Strode coming together to get him. Um, I, I I hope this isn't the start of something, and it, it, you know. It's been weirdly quiet on the sequel front for this, um, which I think is great. Um, I I don't think there does need to be another one, or at least if they are going to do another one, just don't have Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Don't let it be the Strodes. Let someone else, and not not like a reboot or anything like that. Let's just you know, but not Halloween Resurrection. Let's have a Michael Myers film that isn't obsessed with the that mythology but given to someone who likes the series and can do interesting things with it. And I think that if Jason Blum is involved, I think that there will be a level of appreciation and care taken to it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm all right with this version of Halloween at this point. Um, so it's worth a, worth a rewatch then? Yeah, it's quite a quick hour and 45 as well, actually. Um, it, 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 it doesn't... It doesn't fuck around, and I appreciate that. So yeah, Halloween, it's worth a go. And uh, my last one, um, I believe, 
I got. Um, I think we're going to review piercing next week. I got twenty minutes into it and just went. A sunny Sunday afternoon is not the right fucking time of day to be watching piercing. So yeah, um, yeah. on there, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you guys seen that yet? I've not caught all of it yet, no. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Um, so uh, last one then, Solace or Solis. I don't know how to fucking pronounce this. So this has been popping up on my fucking Netflix. Like, no one's business. I even got an email from Netflix saying, this is one you'd be interested in. And I, I, I think it's basically because it looks a bit like Sunshine. I think they've gone, he likes Sunshine, even though he's never watched it on Netflix. We know he likes Sunshine because the internet told us he does. So he'll like this. Um, so, basically, uh, engineer on a spacecraft wakes up and shit's gone wrong to the left of him there's a crew member with his eyes fucking out and obviously very dead um he gets a transmission from um somebody on another ship that is trying to come and save him uh he's hurtling towards the sun um and it's essentially she might get to him in time, she might not, but then he's also got to deal with a number of things going on on the ship as well. There's no monsters or anything like that. It's literally just dealing with a ship catapulting towards the sun. Um, so, I found out that the main guy in this, Stephen Ogg, who's a producer on the film as well, I kind of thought he just like, was a rich guy who gave a load of money to someone and said, like, make a movie, but I'm going to be the star. Um, But, no, um, he's actually most famous for being Trevor in Grand Theft Auto V, which fucking blew my mind. Um, The the character of Trevor in Grand Theft Auto V and this character are two very different people. Um, Becky, have you played GTA V? No, I've not played any of the GTA games. I've played um, a bit of GTA Five. Yeah, Trevor, he's he's not a nice guy. Um, no, he's, he's a bit of a bastard. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, sorry, forgive me for asking Becky, not you, Mark. You just uh, uh, like Becky... it's a logical move to make. Yeah, fair, yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, it's basically ninety-two minutes long. It's basically a two-hander with this guy trying to. Uh, not die while every now and then he has these kind of like conversations with this uh, this voice. Uh, The voice uh, is Alice Lowe of uh, Prevenge and Sightseer's fame by the way Um, it's odd seeing her in this it's a British production I believe so I I suppose there is a bit of sense there Um, and it's a a Wednesday night Netflix I I don't usually do that kind of descriptor that, that Mark's fond of but I think this is this would apply to this film. It's a Wednesday night Netflix film. Yeah. You know, worth worth having a look at if you're so inclined. She's the Doctor in Bandersnatch. I know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was the Doctor in Bandersnatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it, 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 like I say, it, it, it's a recommend for those inclined. If you're not so inclined, then. You know, give it a wide berth. And if you're um, inclined, watch it on a Wednesday. And if you're inclined, watch it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, breaking news: We have our pick for the next patron review. Oh yeah, 
So, Noel picked number four. Ah! Finally getting to it. The Death of Stalin. Ah, right, cool. I've been holding off watching this because it was going to come up at some point with this. So, yeah, okay, great. Um, I think hopefully next week then. Yeah, should be next week, yeah. Yep. Cool. We will do Armando Iannucci's The Death of Stalin. Um, brilliant stuff. Okay, so, and yeah, that's it for what, uh, what, uh, what I've been watching. But yeah, so Lewis, um, like I say, if, if, if it sounds interesting to you, give it a go. It does kind of feel like they pad it out with a lot of sunshine-esque shots of the sun and things being shot against the sun. And it does feel a bit like, right, okay, you gave uh, an FX house a bit of money to do a bunch of these shots and you've just made the film 10 minutes longer. Well done. But it did give it some production value because otherwise it would be like it's just one guy in a capsule having a conversation with a woman. (laughs) And that's fine. Um, Yeah, so uh, that's it for me. And uh, is it under the Silver Lake time? Have you ever heard about um, old record albums having satanic messages in them if you play them backwards sure well i was watching wheel of fortune and i noticed that vanna white did this little pattern of glances every so often she would look straight ahead to the right to the left and then back again (laughs) and i was like i was just i started to wonder is that random is there a reason like a pattern behind it, and if there if there is, maybe there's something meaningful in that pattern. So I just started taking note of when it happened. Past seven months, I got a complete record. I just I've just been thinking, why do we just assume that all of this infrastructure and entertainment and open information that is beaming? all over the place, all the time, into every single home on the planet is exactly what we're told it is. Maybe there are people out there who are more important than us, more powerful and wealthier than us, that are communicating things and seeing things in the world that are meant for only them and not for us. I think it's fucking ridiculous to assume that media has just one purpose, right? Mm, Yeah. It is indeed Under the Silver Lake time. Um, so Under the Silver Lake is the is David Robert Mitchell's um, follow-up uh, to the movie It Follows, which, as I said earlier, I don't think any of us were that big of fans of, were we? Even uh, on rewatch, that thing's not great. If you, did you rewatch it? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought, without like getting away from the hype, I thought... It was all right. Then I can see some of the merits in this, but at the same time, it's still I do not see what the fuss was about with that fucking film at all. Yes, uh, have you seen his first movie, The Myth of the American Sleepover? Yeah, yeah, I watched it on the train. Like, I was going to Manchester because I watched it in Man. Uh, it follows in Manchester with Noel. I think it might have been his stag weekend. It was. You went up the day before, and then I joined. That- afterwards yeah that was it yeah so yeah i watched it on the train up to manchester and i liked the myth of the american sleepover and then we both watched it follows and then recorded a review in byron yes the burger was a lot better than the film 
Yes, I remember, I remember you saying that in the review. Yeah. Um, yes, so it's his it follow-up to that stars. Um, ooh, who does it star? Andrew Garfield, uh, Riley Keough, uh, Topher Grace, um, Jimmy Simpson, uh, Ricky Lindholm, uh, and a bunch of kind of, I recognise that guy from something. Mm-hmm. A bunch of those, and I recognise that girl's breasts from something. Uh, so it's a bunch of those. Um very much a, a kind of neo-noir feel to it. Um, Andrew Garfield plays a character called Sam, who has an, a kind of aimless life, I think is what we'd say there. Kind of like just pools around. Um, not paying his rent. Yeah, not paying his rent. And, uh, and develops a bit of a crush on his neighbour, uh, who he kind of perves on a little bit, I think is the best way to describe it. Um, admires from afar. Uh, and then um, it ends up striking up a bit of a friendship with a, a very brief friendship with a literally one evening. Uh, but she then says, come to see me um, tomorrow afternoon and we'll hang out some more. When he goes back to meet her tomorrow afternoon to hang out some more, uh, she's she's no longer there and all that her and her flatmate stuff is all gone. And he decides to start looking into what's happened, who she was, where he can get in touch with her. Uh, and then it seems to be connected to the disappearance um, of a billionaire. Um, everything kind of descends down that that world, all against the backdrop of him uh, being sprayed by a skunk, taking an interest <laughs> in a uh, local comic book under Silver Lake, and a a, a dog killer. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what is Silver Lake? Kiss. The and there's the Owl's Kiss, yeah, there's an awful lot going on. Uh, it's it, it has split audiences, I would say, uh, quite significantly. Um, but um, Ian, what did what did you think? Yeah, um... <laughs> I, I, I think it, I, I think it's fascinating just the reaction to this, as well as the film itself. You know, it, it follows his. Uh, heralded as this progressive interesting horror film with an interesting female lead character and you know intellectual scares and you get to under the silver lake and oh it's a load of misogynist horse shit fucking make your minds up um do you get the misogynist vibe from it? Because I've, I've been interested to hear your take on this. Um, I really don't. And I, and I, and I don't know. What, we were discussing this earlier, Vex, uh, in saying that we're, we're not saying it's not it's not there. It's just that it, it, if it is there, it's something that, that, that we just haven't picked up on. Um, and when it, it, we were saying it was quite interesting for somebody who did pick up on it to kind of say this, and we kind of go, Oh, fair enough. I'll go, yeah, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, what I'm saying is not outright saying, no, no, it's not anything like that. I'm more saying, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. The thing I mean, is... Did you get that from it? It, it? There's a lot of boobs in this, and there's, like, no wang. But there's not... So, yeah, but, but presence of boobs doesn't necessarily scream well, logic, does it? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite done. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but... I think that the whole film is from the viewpoint of this guy who thinks it's a little bit he thinks he's hot shit but he's actually cold diarrhea. Um, 
he's this guy who thinks he's got he's gonna have the answers and he's gonna save the girl and this is this is bringing meaning to his life and in fact it's just this like kind of stoned wander through a bunch of pop culture bollocks where in the end nothing means anything and that's the point and i enjoyed that about it i just want to make this clear um it's two hours, 23 minutes of watching this guy learn absolutely fucking nothing. Um, question his own importance. Question how everything in his life that he thought had meeting, meaning has no meaning. And then just decides, fuck it, and just goes back to exactly what he was beforehand. Yeah. Because and it, it's this toxic masculinity parable which i think is really really fucking interesting much more so than it follows last time i'm gonna do that Mm. um i think andrew garfield gives it his all and the scene with the songwriter will probably be my scene of the fucking year can i ask where do you get the toxic masculinity element from well, essentially, here's this guy who doesn't pay his rent, perbs on on wi- women all over the place, f- seems to think that he's the, the, the key to solving this mystery. He is the most important person in this story. Um, and by the end, he's just this fucking sad bastard who seemingly this whole thing is because he couldn't get over a break uh, his breakup with this other woman who he meets at one at one point, and by the end is just back to where he was in the first place. It's I I don't I you know I'm not going to say it's as biting as I as I think a lot of pop culture is at the moment in terms of a toxic masculinity, but I think it has it's fangs in there um, in Garfield's performance. And I think that the boobs in the film are not there to be ogled at. It's just his viewpoint of this is all these women are to me are basically tits because I am the important one. Or maybe I just read it wrong. I I mean, everyone reads things like this differently, don't they? I mean, I, I didn't get that from it. At all, in to me, he's he's met this girl. Obviously, he does he does look at women as they are out and about. You know, he's he's neighbour with the parrots. She's parading out on a balcony with her tits out. So, I mean, you'd look, wouldn't you? If someone's parading around with their tits out, you'd have a glance. Well, no, I'm British, so I wouldn't. Um, and obviously. He notices the new girl down by the pool. Have a look at her. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's particularly put about that. It's it's super lecherous that he's looking at. I mean, he's he's watching her obviously, but again, who wouldn't? He does check out her ass quite a lot. Yeah, but she's got a nice ass. I'm not sure on that one. Um, but then they have this. They have this night together and they have this connection. She tells him to come back, and then he goes. She he goes back. 
who's not there, is concerned and suspicious. He investigates it. There's this weird symbol on the wall. There's this weird girl coming up to pick up her dolls. And he looks into it further and, and he might be able to crack the code. The whole kind of... He he goes through this whole thing and doesn't actually achieve anything. Well, he does, because he finds out where she's gone. He manages to speak to her. Is concerned yeah, but, but she... But then... But she's like... Well, he's, why he's, did he's why good. did you bother he's doing good. it? And he doesn't stop her. He doesn't save yeah. her. Yeah, he's, he finds out where she is, but he doesn't save her. But the only the only option that he had during that phone call was: Do I tell her she's made a stupid decision and she's just going to die down there and upset her because there's no way to get her out, or do I just kind of get through this conversation and try and set her mind at ease a little bit? And walk away. Like that, he, he can't save her. No, I think what I mean is, his he achieves nothing. The situation is the same as if he left it alone. If he if he, if he, if he, he didn't get answer. himself involved, there'd be no difference. No. It's a film. It's a film that's very much about the journey rather than the destination. And I mean, what does he? And, and, and just to say, what does he end up doing at the end? Just having sex with that woman he was looking at right at the start of the two hours twenty three minutes. We did that because he really wanted to find out what that fucking bird was saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I still want to know what that fucking bird was saying. It's like saying Oliver. What did you think of it, though, Max? On a, on a whole, I really, really enjoyed it. It felt like a Mulholland Drive light to me. Well, I'm going to see a different movie in a second once you've said what you think that it reminded me of. I see, I see a lot of people comparing it to, to, to Mulholland Drive and comparing it to, to, to Lynch, and I have a whole different movie that it reminded me of. I think you've got the whole noir thing, which again, yeah, you've got with Mulholland Drive, but you've got the weirdness, which you've also got with Mulholland Drive. To me, it feels very much along that vibe. It felt Gilliam-esque at points. Gilliam-esque? Yeah, with the Homeless King and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, pick up on that, but actually, yeah, now you couldn't mention it, yeah, fair enough. And yeah, I just, I, it was really interesting, it was really gripping. Like, we watched it last night, and I was quite tired when we started watching it, and I was like a little bit concerned that I was going to fall asleep, but there was no point at which your brain got to switch off long enough to kind of try and go, oh, yeah, let's go sleep. It's, I, I, I find it really, really gripping, and I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. And I didn't. Because throughout it, obviously, I was aware of, of, of comments that had been made about, like, misogynistic elements and and stuff about male privilege and to- toxic masculinity. But I, and I was trying to pick up on them, like, actively trying to go, where am I not seeing it that it's coming from? And I just really didn't. I, like, And I was actively trying to see it, and I couldn't. Mm. Okay. That's I, I think it is very much... Uh... I'm not, I'm not speaking for you, but because I wouldn't want to speak for you. Uh, but speaking for myself, I, I'm definitely not saying it's not there, but I didn't pick up on it. But I have seen people saying, oh, there's an awful lot of boobs in it. But my point to that always is, hang on a minute, you're the same people who keep selling me Game of Thrones based on tits. <laughs> so um, I, I loved it. I yeah. really, really, really loved it. it it's, like, it's, it, it's, it's about a, a guy... He was a bit of a dick, and 
he's he's self he's a bit of a dick and he's self-serving um and like he says he literally achieves nothing and he has he has a crossroads moment where he can learn from everything that's happened or he can not and he literally chooses to not what what moment the moment where where he he comes away from it all and essentially he's He's got the mystery of what happened to her. He knows what's happened to her now. And it's now he can use that information for something or he can just go back to his to his life and he looks at it and goes, right, but I can't go back there. Because you keep thinking all the way through the movie, where is he going to get this money from to pay his rent? Somebody's going to give him this money. Somehow he's going to mm. get it that he's going to end up, nope, doesn't. So he's like, well, when we're going to stay tonight, I've got an idea. Bang. Quite literally, bang. Um, so there's that element to it. Um, also, as well, he kicks the shit out of some kids, including punching one in the dick. So, immediately gets a whole fucking star from me. But you know what, right? Every fucking... Right, we as grown-ups see kids being dickheads all the time and just think, do you know what? I wish I was younger and I could kick the shit out of them. He fucking does it. Yeah, and I love the fact that there's, Kids are shit. That there's no comeuppance to that whatsoever. <laughs> no, he doesn't come no. back and bite him in the ass at all. And he doesn't like just like stop him and say, you've done this to my car. He hits that kid quite a few times. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah, that was like, is it one of the Transformers movies where Matt Wahlberg literally says to a kid, if you've ever been punched in the face really, really hard? Um, yeah, I, I really liked it, but it... it and I know there's been a lot of like the uh, elements of lynching, and I can totally see the thing of that because it's set in LA and things like that. But it, it reminded me mostly um, of Rian Johnson's first movie, Brick. Yes, yes. A, not a bad shout. Yeah, in the sense that you've got a a single male protagonist uh, trying to solve the mystery of what has happened to a girl within his life, going around with a an over an overzealous sense of himself and that he is somehow above everybody else within this world and only he can solve it. See, I don't get that from this part. I don't, I don't get like Garfield's character feels like he's above everybody. Well, I, I, maybe he doesn't as such, but it's he seems like a character where things kind of fall for him. Yeah. yeah. He, he seems like a character where before the movie starts, he's had things together. He's He's been good at something, and then something's that. fallen apart. I don't get that. Like from for me, from the conversations with his mum and stuff like that throughout it, you kind of get the feeling that he's been bankrolled, and then he's been sent out on his own to do his own thing and spectacularly failed at it. No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. You don't ever get the feeling that he's been successful at anything. No, not not like she's not super successful, but has been fine and perfectly okay, and then. Break down in a relationship, and it's just caused him to fucking just. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And just, the, the great moments are constantly. What's that smell? But <laughs> <laughs> he keeps just walking away. I love I love that running joke. Like the fact that that skunk does that to him in like the first half hour, and there's still people towards the end of the film referencing the smell. Yeah, it, 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 it's brilliant, and it's uh, it's such a lazy pacing to a film. Mm. It, it's never. It never wants to speed itself up. It never wants to. And there's a lot of people who've compared it to um, Southland Tales, for instance, mm-hmm. um, which 
I get the idea for behind why you would compare it to something like Southland Tales in the sense that it's a a very indulgent piece of work, but Southland Tales is indulgent to the point of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, whereas this is indulgent to the point of just sheer indulgence. I mean, it's got a story. It gets, it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. It, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. Falcon tells you just fucking there. I do want to know what happens to that owl lady. If literally yeah. she's just still in that apartment going, is he coming back? I came here to kill because, him. Because, and... yeah. Oh, that owl, like, the way she moves as well. Oh. oh. Yeah. That, there should be a spin-off of that, that, that owl lady. I'd watch an owl Conjuring movie. style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Under the Silver Lake universe. And when, when I said this to you last night, didn't I? When when the homeless king found the dog treats in his pocket, Yeah. I was like, oh, is he going to turn out to be the dog killer and that's just all being off screen? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no, does not turn out to, to be the dog killer. Like the fact that he keeps waking up randomly. Is that was that him blacking out and going and yeah. killing loads of dogs because well, his ex girlfriend had a dog or anything like that? Yeah, no, dog. But, but I mean, maybe it's not not him because it's not anyone else. Could be him. It's not. It's a it's it's an untied thread, isn't it? Yes, certainly. There's a, but there's a lot of there's untied lot of them, threads yeah. within this movie, and I, I I quite like the fact that there's a lot of. I, yeah, I like it for that. I like it for its scruffiness. Yeah, uh, and and visually it, it looks great at points. Yeah. Um, also weirded out by the fact that um, Topher Grace in it essentially is playing our friend and sometime uh, film bastards listener, so he might be listening to this. Woody, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Like funny, literally, yeah. honestly, he yeah. is the spitting image of Woody in this movie, and even to the point of where he even talks a little bit like him. Yeah. And um, mannerisms are a little bit like him yeah. as well. Yeah, that was really weird. And also another great running joke. Another reason why I like it is the fact that throughout it, um, Jimmy Simpson for no reason is always went up. Yeah. Andrew Garfield comments on it straight away. You know, you're right there. Are you somewhere, some reason wearing a woman's blouse? And he kind of looks at it and goes, probably. Yeah, probably. And then just <laughs> the rest of the movie is constantly wearing a woman's top, and it's not mentioned. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 I loved it. Great use of um, REM as well. Yeah. Well, uh, in the um, uh, in uh, in the like the club scene. Yeah. 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 That and also as well. Uh, the, oh, the end credits. Uh, oh, the end credits. Well, I'm just currency is one of the the great underrated REM songs. I, I was I was really really quite taken by this movie to be honest. Yeah, I to the point where I I, I genuinely want to sit down with somebody who didn't like it and try and understand why. Yeah, not argue with them. Not argue with them. Just, just to just, kind of go. Yeah. What, I is, like what didn't you like? I, I I could I could kind of get it. I mean, I think people dismissing it just offhand bluntly is a little. I'm not sure about that, but I think you've got to. I think you've got to know what you're letting yourself in for before oh, yeah. watching it. Because if you were watching it blind, I think it might be a little bit, what the fuck is this? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I can I can understand why people don't like it. Um, but I think more people who 
actively really dislike it because there's a lot of people who seem to be very angry about it. And it's a little bit like, I, I get the feeling that if, if you sat down with some of them, I like, said, so not having an argument with them, or just go out and go, and go, oh, okay, okay. And then I, I could walk away and go, all right, maybe. Or... All right, maybe, yeah, and like that. And then a little bit like, fucking hell, can you imagine if Mulholland Drive came out now? Mm. You know, can you imagine? Can you imagine Mulholland Drive comes out now, and these two people just meet, and then we get a sex scene with them, all all this lot, and it's directed by a guy in his fifties and stuff like that. Can you? But I think maybe maybe there's an element of you kind of you understand what you what you're going into with a Lynch movie. And yeah, there's that, that, no, that's fair enough. But when it's... you're going into an Andrew Garfield movie that directed it follows, which was the supersonic horror hit of whatever the fuck year it was out. Oh, no. It was shit. But if you're going into that expecting more of the same and it's this weird twisted kind of essentially it's, I mean it's, it's a little bit arse. It's, it's lynching. It is. And I know you hear that term but it is. It's that kind of twisty turny interpreter as you like kind of shit that Lynch does. Yeah, that, 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 that's a fair comment. It's um, a fair comment in, in the sense that, that somebody's opinion doesn't get on with it, their opinion isn't wrong because it's not my opinion. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Lynch's yeah. thing on his films is it means what it means to you. Yeah, which is why I get so irked about people asking what does this mean? It, because his, his claim a lot of the time is look, I don't know. And people go, oh, you do. And he's like, no, I don't. He knows what it means to him. He knows what it, I know what it means to me at the time. But he 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 will never kind of he will never put his interpretation of his movies onto anybody else. He, mm. he, he just will not disclose it. So well, well, there, it's the same thing there, isn't it? There, there, there's that great um, thing that uh, kind of I've seen this go around where like David Lynch was being interviewed about a razorhead, and someone's like. He's like, I, I think A Razor Head is a very spiritual film. And then the interviewer is like, can you explain that? And then Lynch just goes, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's fucking, like, that's fantastic. Yeah, I remember also one where, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Little Mike. Oh, yeah. Um, was talking about the end of um, Twin Peaks, the, the second series. Mm. Um, and was a set of David Lynch. He said he, he was finding it quite hard to go over it. And he said he was talking to Lynch about it. And said, I think I found out. I think I know what it is. Cause I think it's about this and this and this and this. And David Lynch was nodding. And David Lynch went, "No, it's not about that at all." And he's like, "Oh, really?" And he went, and Lynch's response to that wasn't to say. Apparently, didn't say, "No, it's not." He just went, "Maybe not." And walked off. <laughs> <laughs> And it's there's, there's that magnificence that not everything has to be absolute. And again, with Under the Silver Lake, I think it's one of those movies where it, it's perfectly fine for it to split opinion. And if somebody doesn't like it, I will say, that's cool. I, I really did. That's cool. You didn't. There you go. I mean, as a director, I'm not putting him on the same kind of plateau as David Lynch. But he has kind of achieved... A similar vibe. 
And he's also achieved something More that, so than a lot of people that have been described as being lynching. Yeah, he's also achieved something that, that a lot of people don't, that, that, that people fail to achieve when they try and make a Lynchian movie. If you try and make something Lynchian, it ends up looking like Law Rent Lynch. Yeah. Which is just shit. This, this like doesn't. It feels. It feels differently, and I, it, I, I, like I say, I was very, very taken by it. I was really impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it, considering how long it is. Again, okay, didn't bother me. I, I got really absorbed in in in, 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 in 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 how long it was. I, 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 I want it. It's two and a bit hours long. Two hours twenty three minutes. Like I, I want to say two hours twenty three. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I was. Um, yeah, I really two, two hours nineteen years. Yeah, uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's a definite recommend, but know what you're getting into. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our audience poll, definitely not shit. Well, this has changed. We looked at this earlier in the day, and it was running 50-50, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, definitely not shit, 70%. Uh, touching cloth, 0%. Shit, 30%. And nobody went Geostorm. It's, it's, what, it's one of those ones. It is, it though. Is. It's either a, you're into it or... You're just not into it. It's a Marmite movie. Yes. Uh, da, 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 da. Right. Uh, the question that I put out um, to you guys was... Let me just get to them. That was uh, question back. Uh, da, da, da. That was question back. I will get to it, honestly. Uh, our question for you this week is which non-perceived star name actor slash actress inclusion in a film will guarantee your watch? I'll to, 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 to read out. No, it doesn't count. It's bona fide movies. I'll, I'll read out uh, some answers we had to this. Uh, so Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. Based on my letterbox stats, it appears to be John Hurt, who's my seventh most watched actor according to site. Uh, the top six are all stars. Not sure that any non-star would guarantee me watching, but I must admit, I'm always nice to see James Hong uh, or Toby Jones in a film. Um, I can think totally around the James Hong thing on that one there, yeah. Have <laughs> you No, what's Knowles? Well, it used to be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Ryan Giblin, uh, at Ryan Giblin, says Ben Mendelsohn and Sean Harris. Again, both solid shouts. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I think that was all the answers we had. That, that one. Well, yeah, Noel. Uh, well, it used to be Kevin Spacey, Jordan uh, McGrath, uh, Bradley Whitford, or Catherine Keane. Uh, Bradley Potter. Uh, you're dead, they are actually, yeah. Uh, Chris uh, Messina. Um, what, are your, what are you guys ones? Harry was probably quite good. Yeah, no, but... Um... I, 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 I don't have one because you guarantee there will be something that they do for a paycheck that you do not want to watch. Yeah, but you watch it anyway. You just through I just don't, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't think I would. I, I, I honestly, at the moment, I don't think there is, I don't think there is one for me. Can I have Ben Foster? Does that count? Is he a movie star yet? Yeah, he's a movie star. Is he? Yeah. But is he though? Yeah. But is he though? Oh, I can have it. Can have it. Um, and Ben Mendelssohn's one for sure. Michael Winnicott. Adam Driver does he count? Yeah. He's in a Star Wars movie now, isn't he? If, I, if, you, if I can't have fucking Ben Foster, you can't have Adam Driver. Adam Driver's more of a star than Ben Foster is. 
Huh? Adam Driver's more of a star than Ben Foster is. Without sorry. Question. He is. He still is. He still is. So, yeah, so that's cool. Right, cool. Right. Uh, we have had some questions as well. Let me just get to them. Um, I'll get to Knowles in a second. Um... Uh, at Rick, uh, uh, Rick uh, Kid, at Rich, uh, Kid, uh, Dennis Villeneuve is currently shooting Dune. His last three films, Sicario, Arrival, and Blade Runner 2049, have been five out of five classics for me. What the directors are on a hot streak of five-star classics for you? And what is the longest streak of five-star movies produced by a director? Um, Finch is on the longest streak for me. Um, um, even though, to be fair, that's only three. Uh, but Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Gone Girl. Um, it's just too bad Benjamin Button's in there before Zodiac. Yeah, that is a bit of a... Uh, after Zodiac, a even. Yeah. Um, like, I need... One day I will re-watch The Hateful Eight, because if that was a five out of five, then that would be a good streak. I'd I'd love to say Tarantino on this one, but Inglorious Bastard is my is my least favorite, not worst. Is my least favorite Tarantino movie. So I I I don't think I can quite call it a five star movie. Not even to be able to use Tarantino for it. There's only there's only a few directors for me that would that would get me to specifically watch a movie because they are the directors. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. David Lynch. Are any of those on runs of... I don't think Christopher Nolan's ever made a box of But are they all five stars? Well, we got Christopher Nolan, which all like filmography. Because I'd, I, I... Again, I'd like to say Christopher Nolan, but I am not 100% sure that I'd class Dunkirk as a five-star movie. Um, no. Would you? We've got Dunkirk, Interstellar, Dark Rises, Inception, Dark Knight, Christie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me. I wouldn't say he's the best actor in the world, and there aren't the best films in the world from him. But yeah, I'd say they're all up there. Probably the strongest in in that bracket. Um. Ooh, right. Well, uh, current directors, I think Dennis Villeneuve is a, a very strong shout. Mm-hmm. Because before, you know, you've also got Enemy and uh, Prisoners in there as well. Mm. Which I think are, are, again, both five-star movies. So I'd throw them. I'd say he's he's on the, a, a, a serious hot street right now. Yeah. Um, of course, David Ayer. <laughs> <laughs> You look a little bit ashamed of you saying that. Nope, so a bit like. Um, oh, your arrival was shit. I heard that. I'm saying shit. I really well, arrival. you're wrong. Um, Carpenter, Assault on Precinct 13, Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, and The Thing. That's a hell of a streak, that. Right, on Carpenter, right, can I just put it out there right now, Ian, <laughs> you fucking fuck, don't ever tweet or fuck, comma, Carpenter, 
and just let it <laughs> Honestly, fall down with the head. Don't do it anymore. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Terrified. To, to, give it a, horrible. to give a bit of context on that, Ian put out a, a, a tweet asking for our Patreon um, two pounds, two dollars a month, I don't know. Um, <laughs> for Patreon review uh, requests, and uh, somebody requested Mouth of Madness, and Ian responded from his own account, not the Filmmaster account, saying, Oh, oh fuck no, comma. Carpenter. Uh, which came up on both of mine and Becky's notifications for film bastards, and we both thought shit, and checked to see if Carpenter had died. Sorry. I'll be careful about this kind of stuff. Uh, I'd also, I'd, 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 I'd like to be able to say. We're going back on topic now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to be able to say Scorsese, but there's always one in there just kind of not working. So you've got Taxi Driver. Raging Bull, King of Comedy, uh, After Hours, Colour of Money, Last Temptation of Christ, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Age of Innocence, Casino, and that runs up to Cumber. But then you'll have people shouting out right now going, hang on a minute, New York, New York. Are we not going on last five? No, just any five, any any run. Rob Reiner is is the answer, Uh, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, Rob Reiner's a very, very good choice. Mm -hmm. Rob Reiner is for that question. Uh, we another, not a, a question, but no message doesn't ask us to discuss um, something. So I'll just that sounds um, I'll just show you it next, so you can see it there. Uh, this is from somebody on on Twitter. I don't want to name them just because it would seem like a naming and shaming thing. But uh, it, it's it says save the horror genre, literally the horror genre, uh, and it is a, a picture of four movies. Hereditary, Us, Get Out, and The Witch. The right? Witch. Um, so, yeah, and it's basically saying that. Uh, and it's kind of like, I, I did actually respond to this, um, so I'll say my response, and then I'll let you guys get into the... Ian did put, sorry, no, did put a question for the show, what the literary fuck is this literary person literally on about? <laughs> <laughs> um I actually did actually put out a response to this, literally weirdly at the same time as um, as Noel was was asking us that question. Uh, and I'll just find what I actually wrote because I forgot it already because my brain's a sin. Um, I responded with horror doesn't need saving. It's one of the few genres that is generation proof, unlike something let's say westerns. Or it doesn't need saving. It's never need saving. It's a it's a genre that will always. What is it? The only point of where it looked like it might need saving was in the early nineties. Um, really? Um, when when apparently Scream saved horror. But I'll just point out that Scream came out in nineteen ninety five, and just a couple of years before that, Candyman, one of the greatest horror movies of all time, was released. Horror will prevail throughout. It will, but modern horror. And it being brought back into the forefront like it has. Sorry, Bloomhouse has saved horror. Bloomhouse has, has, has given it a credibility again. Yeah, it's, made it, it's made it like a, a respectable thing to be involved in. And it, it, it's, it's why an irritation is things like the phrase prestige horror, which I think was actually coined for Mother. 
um, a film that, that essentially fell flat on its ass because Aronofsky thought that he was coming to do horror but better. better. Yeah. Um, and then Jordan Peele comes out and goes, without actually meaning to, good horror <laughs> but better, but you know, but but better than a lot of the horror you get. The thing about it is, ninety percent of horror movies are shit. They are. And not now, I don't think so. They are. 90% of horror movies are shit. But I will also posit that of the tens of thousands of movies that are made every year, right, 90% of them are shit. The problem is, with horror, you get people who will watch so much more of that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of the big releases, like a lot of the big horror releases now, are good. Well, me, yeah, Apart said, from the ones that are trying to be good. We've seen this here for years, haven't we, Ian? That the fact is, at the moment, studio horror is better than independent horror. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 bloody hell, sorry. Um, I 100% agree with that. It's, um, they, the thing is, they haven't. But I mean, Blumhouse has not saved horror. It's made it, I think, more of a financial powerhouse than it has been in years past. But it, the, the thing is, I mean, horror rolls with the punches depending on what what's going on with the climate of the time. And that's the thing; it's a forever kind of evolving genre that's able to do that. It, it's, um, you, you know, I mean, like that. It's one of the few genres that's kind of malleable like that. Um, you know, the late nineties was the postmodern. You had Scream, Urban Legend. I, I know what you did last summer. The noughties had torture porn um, and kind of like J horror remakes and things like that. And now, you, I think maybe in the early teens, like early this decade, horror wasn't. I think that was kind of when indie horror was kind of like up there again, though, because you, yeah. you, you know, you had like Ty West and Lucky McKee and people like that doing some interesting stuff. But now it, it's like the small horror directors seem to be big very quickly. I mean, you look at Ari Aster, like Hereditary, it was his first fucking film, mm. and 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 that's supposed to be a film that like say like saved uh, horror cinema. If that film was out ten years ago. It would have been a House of the Devil level, small cinema release, big on DVD thing. But it's just, it, it's the horror is now seen as more financially successful. So it allows these films to kind of get a bigger step up initially, like Hereditary. And it That's it, but it I, I, I think a lot of this current run has been... Blumhouse have made because horror because investable made... in because yeah. they've made it profitable. Straight up. So, you know, they've not necessarily saved it all by themselves, but they have saved it in the sense that they've made, have they've gone, made people sit up oh, and say, no, it's because yeah. it's making money. If, if, for instance, if let's say it wouldn't happen, but as a for instance, if let's say Endgame made a hundred million at the box office, didn't make two and a half billion like it probably will do, right. made a hundred million, and then the next, and the Spider Man movie made a hundred and two million. Literally, that would stop them making as many. What is it? Market. It would start to to, to, to to dip down. They're not doing it. They're not doing it for artistic reasons. They're doing it no. to make a fuck ton of money. 
and Blue Moon have got a formula now where they can they can actually make less than they thought they were going to do on Happy Death Day 2 and still go, do you know what? We still might do the third because actually we've still we've made less than we thought we were going to do, but it's still made fucking money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I think, I mean, and I may be applying nobility to them that doesn't actually apply, but I think with Bloomhouse, like they, they they started from a small start. They didn't necessarily go into it to be. They've worked up. Yeah, they have, and they've. They've made a massive, massive fucking difference to the industry. Well, can I point out, for instance, and I've been seeing a lot of this apparently recently, that Happy Death Day 2 flopped, right? Really? Um, yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of things saying that it, it, it flopped. Nine million budget made 64 million. That's not a fucking flop, is it? No, no. I mean, it, 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 like, in comparison to the first one. They, they, did, they, first. they did think it was going to work, like, they did think it was going to open bigger, and it's not they done as well, but... Million. There's a difference between not doing as well as they thought and it flopping. Yeah, which is what I'm, which is what I'm, I'm, I'm meaning is that they thought they were going to make 150 million on that. They didn't. They made less than half of that. But for the financial thing, that film is still probably in the black. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That is it for my question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so what are we covering next week, Ian? Did we not have more Twitter questions? That was actually it, was it? Sorry. Um, was there? I don't think there was. Oh. Bradley wants his remains of the day commentary. Oh, we did have another question. I'm adding his remains of the day thing to the Patreon pick review thing, so it'll get picked sometime, I think. Fair uh, play, he's, he's been asking for like a year. Ginger Prince, TDP73, uh, uh, our, uh, our Star Wars bastard. Um, have you seen the high school who put on Alien as their school player? Fucking incredible. Yeah, it was. Uh, what film would you like your kids' school to do? Zodiac. Uh, and what Sorry. role would you like your cherub to have? I want Lottie to be John Carroll Lynch in Zodiac. <laughs> well, following on from the Fincher thing, then, I'll go Gone Girl. What do you want his role to be? Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Standard answer. What? Blade Runner. This one can be a priss. What a dumb hobo. Yeah. <laughs> sure, she can cartwheel. That's fucking. That's a low bar. She's set not right Rachel, is she? She's not classy enough. <laughs> Opinions are low there, aren't they? <laughs> she's a fucking charm, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that note Ian what are we covering next week um, so we're going to do The Dirt yep. um, we're going to do Piercing yep. I'm going to go see Dumbo we're probably going to go and see Dumbo I'm because not. you're not going to go and see Dumbo no. we're going to go and see Dumbo Mark can go see Dumbo you're going to come with me I'm not you are I will not you will but you will let's go and sneak in for free and not give that fucking Charlotte any money, I'm not going to see it. We're going to see Dumbo. So we're covering those three films, uh, and I 
do think, you said it previously, that Noel will be joining us for, at the very least, Piercing and Dirt. Cool. Very good. Uh, yes, so that was episode 295 um, of, of Film Bastards. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it yet this week. How much is it, well? It's $2 a month. Uh, and you get other shows and extras on this and stuff like that. And we also have an Instagram. We each have Twitter handles. What's your Twitter handle, Rebecca? Uh, is it Alpexy for I think it is, yes. Uh, <laughs> what is your Twitter handle, Ian? Ian Loring. Uh, what is my Twitter handle? It's Dude Fuzz. Uh, mine's so you can get mostly beer that. and food. Uh, it is, yeah. Mine's mostly randomness. Um, and, um, yeah, iTunes reviews. We'd always like iTunes reviews. Um, also, as well, uh, we'd like people to send us voicemails, so questions or thoughts or feedback or anything like that via your voicemail. Oh, that'd which be amazing. You, do... you could, like, play them. That is literally the point, yeah. That'd be really that's, good. That's how it works. Do that, guys. Uh, so do that. Yeah, Becky's very excited by that that'd idea. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Record, record us a voice memo on your phone and then just email the fucker. There's a yep. voice oh, memo oh, thing on iPhone. It's not hard. Yep, so we can do all that um, with Instagram, website, etc., and things like that. Uh, so thank you very much for listening, guys, and we shall speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.